0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We have finally reached the city that Jesus has been traveling to. It's been an eventful journey. Healing, teaching, redeeming. And as we walked with the Lord— We heard his prophecy and his plea. He said, I'm going to leave. He told his disciples he was going to die. It seems that the disciples were unaware, blind. But we also heard him say he will return. Return from the dead. Return from his father. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus arrives at the Mount of Olives. It was here that he delivered the Sermon on the Mount recorded in Matthew's Gospel. It is here that he will prepare to enter Jerusalem. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 19 as we gaze upon holy ground. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for Jesus' life, for his ministry, for all his wondrous signs, all of those works that testified to who he is, your Son, God, the Messiah, our Savior. And Father, we're thankful that he came into this world to make you known to us, to reveal your purpose and your plan, to unveil the mystery of your gospel message and the salvation for all people. And Father, I pray that you would give us faith, help us to see, to understand, and to embrace these truths and to live them out faithfully before you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 28, we read these words. When he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Jesus has just finished talking to his disciples about the stewardship parable, where he gave a mina to ten different servants. He went away and he came back. Now he moves on to Jerusalem. Evidently he was close, but now he's heading to Jerusalem. He's going up to the holy city. In verse 29, we read, And it came to pass. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, "Go into the village opposite you, where, as you enter, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever set. Loose it, and bring it here. And if anyone ask you why are you loosing it, thus you shall say to him, Because the Lord has need of it.' So when Jesus reaches the mount of Olives with his disciples a place that he had been to probably several times. He had taught here. He had ministered with his disciples here. He had visited friends in the area. You may recall in John's gospel that prior to this event, Jesus had gone to Mary and Martha's house and had raised Lazarus from the dead. Luke does not record that event. So we know other things happened in Jesus's life and ministry as he traveled toward Jerusalem, other things than just simply what Luke has recorded. And we need to read all of the Gospels to get the full account of these things. But God wants Luke to share these things. And some of them are similar with Matthew and Mark and even John. But some of them are distinct. And so when he gets to the Mount of Olives, he tells his disciples to go into the village opposite you. Not Jerusalem, but a little village. And he said, when you enter, you're going to find a cult there. Had Jesus arranged for this? We don't know. Or maybe simply Jesus saw this because he is the Messiah and he is God, God incarnate. So he tells his disciples to go find a colt, and this colt he describes as one on which no one has ever sat. It's a young donkey, and no one has ever ridden on this donkey. No one had ever sat on it. It was, in essence, a virgin donkey when it came to bearing a burden. And he says, loose it and bring it here. But before he sent his disciples on, he tells them, And if anyone asks you, Why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, Because the Lord has need of it. Again, is this an arrangement? We don't know. But however this has come to be, Jesus knows what they're going to face. He knows that the colt is there. He knows the donkey is there. And he knows people are going to ask, What are you doing with this thing? And so Jesus prepares his disciples, and to their credit, they go and do what he tells them to do. In verse 32, So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. There are several observations we need to make. What is taking place here? Well, if we went to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, we would read these words. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt the foal of a donkey. Jesus is fulfilling prophecy, messianic prophecy. He is the Messiah. He is the King of Israel and he's coming to them. But as Zechariah says, he's coming to them lowly. He's not riding a stallion like he will when he returns at his second coming. He's entering Jerusalem on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus is the Messiah. He knew what was written. He knew what needed to be fulfilled. But what's getting ready to take place as he rides down this mountainside, as he leaves the Mount of Olives, The people are going to rejoice, and we're going to see that in our next study. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the one who humbled himself, took upon the form of a man, became human, and humbled himself being God and became servant, a servant who died on the cross for our sins. He becomes the Lamb of God who atones for the sin of his people. He does this while being king of kings and lord of lords. It's an incomprehensible event. And no doubt, in some way, shape, or form, the disciples who knew the prophecy of Zechariah and the people who knew the prophecy of Zechariah expected Jesus to enter Jerusalem and be the conquering king of Israel. And yet that's not what happens at all. After entering Jerusalem, things are put into motion That results not in Jesus sitting on a throne with a crown and a robe and a scepter, but rather hanging on a cross with a crown of thorns and a lacerated back and body beaten from the abuse that he'd taken before the Sanhedrin court. This is what's going to take place. And it had to turn everything that the disciples thought, everything the people who saw Jesus riding into Israel thought, it had to turn all of that upside down. And instead of being the king, He becomes a mockery, a sham, a pretender, at least in some of those eyes. They spat upon him, and yet Jesus, knowing all of these things from the beginning, continues to take step after step after step in doing exactly what his father called him to do, atoning for our sin so that the kingdom of God could come in the hearts of his people now and then eternally, permanently, physically when Jesus returns the second time. It's an amazing passage of scripture. And now we're in Jerusalem. Now he's on the donkey. And now the people are going to rejoice. And we see that in verse 36. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Lord willing, we'll pick up from there in our next study. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way the Old Testament opens the door to the New Testament. The New Testament confirms the Old Testament. You are God, knowing the end from the beginning, and you work all things according to your purpose and plan. You are the one who is from beginning to end, Almighty God. And we thank you for your purpose. We thank you for your glory, your grace, and your mercy. And we ask, Father, that you would help us to understand these things. We ask, Father, that you would awaken our eyes and our hearts so that we would be amazed and enamored, awed by your great revelation of love and the gospel message through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Help us, Father, to wholly embrace these truths and to appreciate them the way that we ought to. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.